Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. And your journey begins now. Well, we're really excited because we want to welcome you all. We're going to be talking to Kim Carr. This is an amazing woman, and I'm just so excited I've about it. I've anticipated this interview. I know. I really have. So I, I'm trying to contain myself. <laughs> I, know. I know. We're going to breathe. Okay. After 13 years of teaching, Kim now gives students a voice by speaking full-time. In fact, she's a co-founder of a nonprofit program called Hashtag I Can Help. Kim shows students and adults to use technology and social media for good. Hashtag I Can Help an effective outcome-based program has received recognition from Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees and major tech companies like Google, Twitter, and Facebook. Hashtag I Can Help is known for minimizing campus issues related to social media. Kim has presented the Hashtag I Can Help program to over 400,000 students and counting and has been instrumental in taking down a thousand negative social media sites. Kim has been on TikTok since it was first musically. She includes her celebrity cat Dickens and anyone who wants to be her friend. Kim says, let's be TikTok famous together. Welcome, Kim. It's so great to have you here. Hey, thank you for having me. (laughs) And I hear that you're pretty excited coming off of a great function recently? Yeah, I just was in Arizona right outside of Tucson and there was 2,100,000, st- or sorry, 2,100 students at this conference. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was really cool because we got to celebrate. I was there in the fall and then it was a follow-up and I got to actually bring up, so we had to surprise some students with a Digital for Good award. So wow. they were super surprised. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to dig into that a little bit more um, in a little bit here. But before we even start, I think the most important thing is the why. Um, so I want to hear... Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I've always been teaching since for 13 years out at Excelsior on Byron, California. Amazing. Yeah. And so that's what's so cool is it started off at a small school. Someone created a fake Facebook page about one of the teachers and it went on for a couple of weeks and none of the students said anything until finally one student brought it to my attention. Hey, this has been going on for a couple of weeks. It's become really rude, really cruel. They didn't know how to handle it, like what to do, but they knew this wasn't how they would want to be treated. And so I had to teach them like how to take it down and they didn't want to turn the person in because it would be like that snitch and, you know, whatever else. And I said, but would you want anyone to make this on you? So once we kind of got that taken down, then the question was like, why this happened? They go, there's there's some people don't like this teacher. 
like, well, I don't like my brother sometimes, right? Like, <laughs> doesn't make it right, you know? And so it was that kind of conversation. And then a year, we talked about what they could do, right? That they need to, they never want to be alone when they do something, when they comment something, saying this isn't okay. They don't want to be alone. So it's like, well, then text your friend saying like, hey, let's do this together. So then, and then report it, because it only takes one person to report some anonymously. A year later, someone made a fake Instagram page and the exact same teacher, but this time instead of having a thousand followers, it had no followers. It was shut down in 40 minutes. Oh, that's, what a victory. It is a victory. What can I ask? What kind of content was in this page that the kids put? Yeah, it was the first one. It was more like me uh, just making fun of the teacher and, and they were pretending like they were the teacher and making like comments like they were the teacher hitting on students. Mm. Then this, the Instagram one was trying to be where they were like, I don't know. Yeah. Having kind of in making fun of it as well and saying he was in love with somebody. And so it got to the point of being inappropriate, really disrespectful and it, very harmful, which is awful. Yeah, Cause you know, sadly enough, you know, I think about that people believe stuff that they see on Facebook. So I can imagine the pain that that would cause a teacher having family members see that and, and nobody's saying anything. Right. So you don't even know how many people saw it that thought it was real. The first time around, right? Well, and then I think the importance is shifting the dialogue. So, and and that's the unfortunate part. So I, I know we'll get into more today, but the unfortunate side of social media is that it can be used for negativity. And what it does is it minimizes those sometimes opportunities that people, especially young people, have to actually engage in a meaningful way with adults or with their peers face-to-face in a productive conversation than to hide essentially behind technology to do something that is unproductive. Which is so easy to do. So easy to do. So over, I'm sure you have so many experiences and, and just even coming off of this last event that you were just talking about and how it was great being able to, you know, come back and give that digital for good, award. Um, first of all, can you explain what that is for a listener out there that has no idea yeah. what hashtag I can help <laughs> and no idea what digital for good is? Yeah. So I feel like the I can help is basically we were trying to help them with when they do get shamed or if they having those kind of online issues, we're there to help them. to unmi- And then it's also to educate them on the right and wrong right? Because teenagers now it's actually hard because their humor has completely shifted a lot. It's turned really morbid. Mm-hmm. So that's why in, in using words like inappropriate, actually, well, what is inappropriate to inappropriate to you? And to me, it's sometimes different. True. And now you get younger, it's inappropriate. is like, they don't really know what that is. So it's getting hard. So what's the difference between rude and cruel? Because everyone's rude to teenagers now. What is that difference? Can I mean, you give us an example of yeah. what you might teach? Well, I think rude is, I mean, it's kind of getting them, it's, that's them talking about their morals and, you know, what is rude to you. And I feel like everyone's rude to, it could be rude as someone calling me, I'm stupid or, you know, that's rude. But then cruel is like when you take it across that line of just taking it way too far, 
that's when you're no longer being a snitch. You're saying like, dude, this isn't all right. This isn't okay. This is not how we treat people. Like that's where the difference is. And you kind of have to use those terminologies with this age group now, because it is their, their humor is so morbid. And it honestly doesn't help that we have adults who are online. How many of you guys have seen, you know, where they're posting and just are so shameful. They're throwing bashing people. Whenever I put an opinion out there, they want to bash it. It's constant. It's adults that are, you know, they're seeing it left and right. And that this is the meant, this is the modeling we've created for these students. And we need to start showing them the right behavior. And that's what our digital for good comes in is we recognize people who are using it for the right reasons. Right. I think so much emphasis should be placed on what's going well, as opposed to the things that aren't, because it can overshadow so much more negativity can overshadow what's good because people get sucked into that. That's the reason why the news is the way that it is. And 80%, if not 90 is all the terrible things. And then every now and then you see a a cat or an animal, you know, on on the news. <laughs> well, and, you know, when I think about, you know, Brielle and I um, were talking about this on the way to school this morning. She's thirteen, and I was saying, gosh, it's so it's amazing how many people cuss. I was recommending a book, and then before I recommended the book, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she's cussing, you know, in the book, and I'm recommending this to my thirteen year old, right? So, and and Brielle goes, I know. She goes, it's ridiculous. She goes. There's like sixth graders and I can hear them in the locker room cussing. I think that, you know, when you were saying, showing, showing them what the difference is between rude and cruel, you know, appropriate or inappropriate in those small developing minds, that has to be a challenge. That really has to be a challenge to do that where we have things like acceptance and, you know, oh, just accept that I'm going to, you know be rude to you. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I can see how that has got to be, first of all, very much needed to be able to, to teach that and have them understand it and try to develop empathy at that age where they're thinking about popularity and things that are, you know, yeah. Well, I think one of the big activities I actually do with students and even with adults, think about it right now. If you did your timeline when you were born to current now, Mm -hmm. what are three big things that's happened to you throughout your life? And so like when I was one, I had eye surgery. So like that was a big thing in my life. And then I started sports when I was about seven. That's totally changed who I am. Then when I was 20, one of my really close friends died when I was in college. It totally has made me, those three things have definitely made me who I am. But if you think about it, are those negative or positive things? Right. Mm. And then if they are negative, how can I switch that to like, Hey, what did I get? Why'd that become who I am? Mm. And when you have these teenagers really write down their three things that usually they are really negative things like death to very trauma, trauma stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what they remember. So it's showing them that and then making them say like, okay, what, how, how can we make that into a positive? How do you learn from those experiences? I love that. Those are those big markers. I love it. And that's what we're all about. Absolutely. Like fortitude, you know, taking that and, and changing that around and, and, and understanding that those things could be done for, for you, you, not, not to, to you. Yeah. And I, that is the, where this came from faith, elevate action results is that in those moments where there's challenges, if you have faith and you commit to elevating your mindset in a situation like that, then you can really take action to use uh, those experiences in a, in a good way. 
And that's the one thing, death always usually comes up with a lot of students, right? And I know you lost your dad when you were younger and then you've yeah. lost your husband. Mm-hmm. And what's neat is I always ask them, what is something you've got out of that experience? Right. And what have you learning from it? And so students have told me like, I'm learning how to cook now, you know, because my you know mom passed away yeah. or I feel like I'm the man of the house now. And they tell me these different things of like how they've, now it's, they're trying to turn that kind of momentum and that piece from what they are getting out of that growth. Yeah. One of the things that I was really surprised, Kim, to read about when I looked at the website is some of the statistics. And I know that things probably change pretty rapidly, but some of the things that I jotted down were 92% of teens are online and 39% of them face harassment Almost half, so 48% don't turn to their parents, but 40% of teens turn to their friends. And so knowing that, it's that's such a platform for you to do something with. When we when I think about half of them don't talk to their parents, oh, what do and they're talking to their peers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this was the reason why we wanted to homeschool. I wanted to teach my children social skills from a mature way versus having their peers teach them social skills. Um, and now my kids are, you know, in public school, they're doing great. And I'm, I'm very happy that I have, you know, it's just right for our time. But you look at that, it's like, who are your kids hanging out with? That's so important because they're the ones that they're going to turn to. Right. Not to you. That is. Wow. So the, the power of the why that you shared is big. So what are those you know, knowing those statistics, what would you do in one of your workshops if there was a school that called up and said, how can you help us turn these things around? What kinds of things does that include? Yeah. The big thing when I go and talk to students is I don't tell them, I tell them flat out, I'm not here to tell you the do's and don'ts. That doesn't work. Mm. But you know, you know how it goes. If you tell a kid not to touch something, what do they want to do? Touch it. Yeah. And so I'm there to tell them the is. So I actually tell them those facts and I tell them stats and that anxiety and depression has actually increased 38% since smart devices. I mean, cause think about it. Like how many you have fr- and friends who get mad if you don't respond back right away? How many <laughs> have parents instant gratification right how many have parents who get mad if you don't respond back away and like they're all their hands go up so i'm that parent (laughs) well that's the thing right why did i give you a phone no (laughs) well that's the thing is like okay well now as a friend i go oh you can do this to your mom why can't you do that for me so we've actually trained them this way right so we get mad at them so the things that adults are getting frustrated and and fearful of this generation is actually what we've taught them oh so the one fact you were saying about how they don't turn to their their adults well think about it as adults you used to go to like your grandma or your mom to go get advice on like how to cook now you just go to youtube right or google search something <laughs> So as adults, this is the trends that we're doing now. We're not going to our older generation. So the older generations are feeling like they're left out and they're not feeling needed. Well, because we're going to your own peers or you're going to Google asking for those things instead of asking our older generations for that advice. Oh, hundred percent. Wow. I want to, I want to go back around to, so hashtag I can help is your organization that you've created for resources to be able to help and go out to speak. What is digital for good? So Digital for Good, we get to recognize students. So this past year, we were at, uh, first year we were at Twitter, the next year we're at Google, this year we're at Facebook. We get to recognize this year was 10 students who were using Digital for Good. So one of the winners is Riley. She's from um, Pennsylvania. She created a Blue Lollipop Project. So students who have cancer 
when they have cancer, they can't taste anything. You don't lose your taste buds. So they give them blue lollipops so you can see the blue lollipop. So she's using Instagram mainly and Facebook to be able to advertise for people to buy these lollipops from her. And they're $1. You get a lollipop, you get to sell lollipops. And in, if let's say you, let's say I sell 600, then that means 600 lollipops get sent to kids who have cancer to wow. a hospital. Any money left over goes to pediatric cancer. That's so awesome. I want to cry. I know. Well, the the beauty of that is it's positive, but the impact of that is even bigger, you know? So it's, it's promoting something that is so expansive by putting something that is very challenging in so many people's lives, cancer, and turning it into something that you can support and create an uplifting spirit around. That's That's impressive. So what would you say is your most memorable moment. Do you have like, I'm sure you have so many, but is there one that's just, just so near and dear to your heart, um, through this 13 year journey that you've been on? Well, I can upstart it in 2013. So this is my fifth year doing this full time. Mm-hmm. I actually, oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, 13 years of, <laughs> of, teaching. of teaching. Okay. I'm not the math one. <laughs> that would be Desiree. That's why she was quoting the statistics. Okay. Let's get back to the feelings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, it's hard. I love it. And, and this one, I think probably would be the one that sticks out the most because when I, I will tell you, it was a huge leap of faith and to jump away from teaching. Cause I had the best job. Like, I feel like, I feel like I was the fun police, right? Like hmm. I got to teach PE and be a leadership teacher. And I, my job was to make sure kids showed up to school and that they had a good time and they felt safe. Like that was my job. Right. And I got to know kids names and their story and all that kind of stuff. And so I left this job to continue this. Cause I've taught kids about getting out of their comfort zone. And when it, this got to the point of like getting exposure and national exposure, most students are like, you need to get out of your comfort zone. You can't keep staying here in Byron, you know, tiny little Byron, you've got to get out nationwide. Um, so my first year, actually two years were very lonely. And it was one of those things where like, when you teach, you kind of know your impact and like what you actually did. Cause you can tell by what they were able to show you the next day. Well, when I speak, I go into a school I leave a message and I leave and I don't get to actually Mm. know everything, right? Of like what the impact you actually make, right? You just go, okay, is this working? Well, guess we'll find out. Right. So I think the best story was the one that just was like a big pivotal moment, um, came from a story out of Dublin and, uh, California where a girl, I guess was online and someone told her to go kill yourself. It was because it was a huge trend just a couple of years ago and still is kind of there. And there's now breathing it to KYS, kill yourself. So they went on her page. There's just, an actual acronym for it. Yes. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Can we, Oh, and heavens. so again, that, mubit, that morbid humor, right? Like right. everything is just funny. And so this girl was told to go kill yourself. Well, a student that was a freshman who heard me speak when they were in eighth grade saw this, they reached out to their middle school teacher saying, can I come to the school to help this girl before school starts? And they gave her permission and the, and it was a boy. The boy got um, organized all of their, his freshman friends met the girl at her class and they did like a, like a line of students and hugged the girl and just said, we got your back and lined up. And it was the, I mean, the coolest, this teacher told me this story, like him, this is for a connection from what you taught them a year ago that they still remember and they still have, they knew what to do to have each other's backs. The power of positivity in numbers. That's incredible. 
completely changed. Like that could have been super devastating for that girl. And they did it within, you know, less than 24 hours. And the next day they were able to go there and say, no, we got your back. Do not let this one person ruin that piece. Immediate action. I, I just love that. Yeah. yeah I'm a mess again. <laughs> um, I love that because, you know, it's so important as a human to feel accepted and loved Oh. Well, and the, the, in, the interesting thing is when I hear a lot of stories about teenagers, anytime there's a sort of rebellion, it's because of a desire for acceptance. You look for that. And today you can be incredibly embraced if you're popular on social media, or you can be torn down to bits and pieces. And when I started to see different things come out, like on Netflix with the 13 reasons why, and there's more publicity about suicide. And I like that there's a greater conversation about it is that's education, both for parents to say, don't avoid the subject, but also for students to rally around each other to say, that's not okay. Right. And I think it's also important that, like you had mentioned earlier, like some of the bullying comes from parents and we had a horrible situation Mm. not far from here where, um, on Facebook in uh, discovery Bay, a lot of the parents were coming down on this kid and there was a suicide. It's just crazy. Came up in our um, Facebook, um, memories just recently about how people were, were lashing out, um, on this young man that, you know, he needed, he needed help and Mm. now he's gone, you know, but good things can come from that. That's where, uh, Wesley Olson wants to start the right foundation to support that. Yeah. We now have a grant we got from wellbeing trust, which is a nonprofit out of Oregon Providence health, uh, made it. So we got $250,000 from this grant. What we're making, we are creating is called the wellbeing trust online hub. So with that, because suicide is the number two cause of death for 10 to 24 year olds nationwide. So with that, it will be inside that hub, that free online hub will be PowerPoint presentations we can teach them. I just did one in, in Arizona, actually, and it was all about, we call it EC, uh, E first aid. So when you are cut and you're bleeding, you know to put a Band-Aid on. So what do you do when you're feeling lonely and depressed, right? You can listen to your music. Do you have a playlist on? Hey, what's your screensaver on your phone? Like I constantly am changing mine because I am traveling by myself. So I do get really, really lonely. So I change my screensaver a lot. Right now it's a TikTok of me and my niece. Right? So fun. Yeah. So like that totally make, changes my mood. Um, what are the smells, right? That's why essential oils have uh, really become famous because that really helps you bring you down right. or it helps you bring you to a certain different level, right? Um, uh, what do you call them? the touch. So that's why weighted blankets are so big now because they need to have that touch and that kind of a piece because your anxiety is so high. Mm-hmm. So we're walking them through these steps. And this is, this is, I think it's really good information for adults. Cause I, I told you, I struggled with um, anxiety. I never had anxiety. I never had depression until I started this job full time. And it was because I was so lonely and I was lacking. I used to get hugs every single day from mm-hmm. students, right? Cause they right. know me. Now I'm sitting there talking to strangers and why would you want to hug all a stranger? Right. So right. now when I talk about it, then all these kids afterwards, like they want to come and hug me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so I'm way more vulnerable and I try to be more vulnerable about that. And I know. I want to hug you right now. I know. (laughs) Campus Family Vineyards is the perfect venue for your next business event. Million dollar ideas are inspired by great conversations and great conversations are inspired in beautiful atmospheres. 
This boutique vineyard has a beautiful atmosphere and it can accommodate a small board meeting or a 500-person team-building event. It's tucked away in Byron, California. That's convenient for any business located from San Francisco to Silicon Valley. It's a great getaway without going away. Go online and visit our site, camposfamilyvineyards.com or call 925-308-7963 to book your business event today. One of the questions I had for you, and I had the pleasure and the fortune of actually being able to spend some time with you earlier this month when you were doing a workshop with your mentors and talking about different ways that they can promote, you know, positivity, uh, is I can see visibly what's rewarding because there's so many people that's rallying around, but could you share a little bit more about what you find rewarding in the work, but also the hard part of it? Yeah. Uh, I think the, definitely the hard part is it's all new, right? And it's constantly changing because it is technology and I am not tech savvy. I jokingly say I'm tech sexy. <laughs> like, Ooh, I like that. <laughs> that's good. And that's what I'm going to be. That's on doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and I laugh every time I say oh it. Oh my gosh. I'm, I love you so much, Kim. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> I just know how to teach people how to be good humans. So that's, you know, what I'm trying to give away is that I can teach people how to be good people, not how to be tech savvy. That's why you've got great interns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and so I think that's the definitely the biggest challenge is it's constantly, it's all new. No one's created this before, right? This is all new. We feel like we've, we're constantly trying to make the internet faster, but then we haven't caught up to educating people faster. So that's the hard part. And, and so that I, I never thought you could get so challenged and pushed like until I took this job on because I'm every single day, it's something different. And when I think I have it figured out, then something comes new comes along. Plot twist. Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) But the most rewarding definitely is working with the students and even them working with other mentors like you does, like when they get, they get to sit there and talk about after they got to meet with you. Yeah. Like Samantha couldn't stop talking. She's like, Oh, I got so many good ideas from Des. Like she was able to tell me this and that because you were able to give her the experience and the knowledge that you've had and bring it into her life and how she could use that. Right. And it just, she struggles a lot with, um, confidence. Mm -hmm. And so to see a confident woman like yourself just was another added piece. So yeah, it's getting mentors that are willing to do it. And, Mm -hmm. and it's so cool because that's one thing I'm trying to create is where we can have these mentors even Skype into classes uh, cause these schools are wanting to help us and want to join forces. And part of our reward for them for joining us would be that they get a mentor that gets to Skype in for a 20 minute conversation about confidence or how to do an interview or even your LinkedIn or, you know, those kind of different pieces that I think students are craving Yeah, uh, that we need to walk side by side with them, not ahead of them. They're not our future. They're 100% our right now. Mm. We need them more than ever because they, they're, they're the smartest generation because they have access to their um, information, at their fingertips. So we need them more than ever. They're not our future. They're 100% are right now. They're wow. brilliant. They really are. The, yeah. I, I was blown away by the energy, the enthusiasm of the folks that you work with and the ideas that they have are phenomenal. And I think you're right when they're surrounded by people who believe in them, that give them the confidence to take the step and do the things that are for good, it makes a big difference. So a lot of it is how they get surrounded by people that want to see them succeed. So I think that's 
Right. It's Instead amazing. of being most adults just either are frustrated with them because they feel like they're constantly on their phone. Mm-hmm. But if you look at what they're using their phone for, like that's what they've been taught to use it for. Well, and now today I see children, not even teenagers, children that are in elementary schools that are taught or asked by their teachers to have technology in order for them to complete their work. I mean, I am shocked that of how much of a requirement it is. You know, I was on vacation (laughs) with my niece in New York and she says, Hey, do you want to see how I do uh, my homework? And um, yeah, absolutely. Everything was on the computer. First of all, she didn't pull out any pieces of paper and she goes, Hey, do you want to check out this uh, spelling program that I have? You could see how fast you type. I didn't know she was actually getting me to do her typing for her <laughs> so that she could get higher scores and beat her. Brilliant yeah, child. She's brilliant. She knows how to leverage the resources around her. But they, I know which niece you're talking about right I now. I know. <laughs> that little one is something else. But, but the, the amazing thing that I took away from that experience was, A, they're asked to do technology at a young age. You know, she's not even a teenager yet. That's a part of it. But B, the interesting be, interesting thing, because it's online, it, you see your results, how quote unquote good you do. Let's say in that example, it was typing, but you could see the comparison. So the reason it was so important to her is because you see where you are in comparison to your peers. Are you in the top five of the fastest typers? Are you at the bottom? And she's like, well, I don't want to be at the bottom now that's visible before it was no one wants to be picked last no that was me I mean (laughs) I know that I think in schools when probably our generations in the past things were publicized in so much as it was a list that was maybe stuck on a locker or in a in a room where you could see maybe something that was compared but today it's constant it's just in front of you all the time because of technology. Wow. And yeah. adults are getting frustrated with that, right? Because it's so different, because it's different than what we were raised. And then they're also fearful, like it's just going to get worse. Well, it's going to keep getting worse unless we walk side by side with them. So I'm not frustrated with them and I'm not fearful for them. I'm like very excited about this generation because they're actually the ones who are starting to see like, we need to do something about this. I love that. And we need to build. And that's why we have this digital for good because th- we're bringing all, we call them digital unicorns. I love you guys got unicorns. Yay. Yeah. We got these little digital unicorns that are coming up and they're like, no, we're taking action, right? Like, and we, we need these adults to walk side by side with us yeah, and help us. Well, and so that is a big question that Jean Marie and I have, because that is what we're all about is action. So you, we know you have multiple audiences because there's students that you engage with. There's certainly parents, there's teachers, and then there's companies. So what action can those different groups take to support, join, or promote Digital for Good and hashtag I can help. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely with the students, they're joining us on Instagram. That's where the, that, that's 100% our students are the ones who are posting for us. I once in a while will post on the story, but that's it. But the rest of it, it's 100% students driven. So they join us there. They can apply to be a, um, we call them volunteers. And we're launching next year, we're going to be on a, uh, like actually have a community where they can all be in there and see what we're trying to create so they can be in there. So that's one thing we're looking forward to for this next school year. And parents can, um, parents and teachers really follow us mainly on uh 
Facebook. So that's where we just show different ideas. They send us direct messages. They have questions so that we can then help them with those issues. Uh, or a lot of times it's like, Hey, how much screen time is there? There isn't, it really isn't. It's hard. One of those, it's a hard question. It's it just hard. like every yeah. kid is different. So it depends on your child and how much, you know, you want to have for that and what your, what your morals are, your, in your, on your house. Yeah. Um, but we do need a lot of help. So even the companies, so parents, we need a lot of help. I need help with, uh, getting more press to be able to get a hold of us because we are such a, like we're, this is a big beast. And how do you handle the big beast is one bite at a time, right? Like, mm -hmm. so we need more people who can help me with these bites. And so it's helping with media, um, doing even the write-ups, calling different companies, even getting on some talk shows in San Francisco or wherever else, right. To get that piece companies, definitely mentoring, uh, we're looking for even swag to be able to give to these award winners. Um, I've got one company that gave me socks. So anytime a kid that has digital for good on it. So anytime a kid is doing something good, I was able to give them socks. That's so cool. That's and they're awesome. totally, every time they give me something, they totally <clears throat> tag. Like I tell them, Hey, make sure you tag us. And then I'm able to then tag the company. So then companies getting exposure from this, these peers. And, uh, so next year, our digital for good event is going to be in New York city in November. Wow. I can't announce the company yet because it's not official, but it is at a major, huge app company. So I'm super excited about that's very popular. And I heard that you were advertised recently in Times Square. Yeah. That is so powerful. That's huge. Tell me a little bit about that. How did that come up? And <laughs> uh, Honestly, I, sometimes I don't always know exactly how everything's happened, <laughs> but... Again, it's just from our networking with our students and with the stuff that they're making happen and the connections of the companies. And it was a Giving Tuesday when November when you're oh, asking for that piece. Right. And we don't always get a ton of people who give us money. They want to, but they do give us time and they give us their thing. And so a company said, Let, let's put up a billboard since you guys are going to be coming out in, to New York to kind of announce it. So that was kind of our big display. And then from wow. that, we were able to get connected to other companies going, Hey, who are you? We want to get to, we want to know who you are. So anybody, who, any company who wants to be digitally for good is coming to us. Who wants to be able to have that? I actually got a phone call from a morgue and I like, why, why would I get a phone call from a morgue that wants to partner up with us? Because they're seeing the suicide rates. And so they're tired of having funerals for these 16 year olds, 17 year olds, 18 year olds, right? Cause again, 10 to 24 year olds, it's the highest it's ever been. So this morgue wants to team up with us to figure out, Hey, how can we get, make sure this doesn't happen. Whoa. So it's any company that wants to help with this. We need your help. Like there's, they've got access to, even if you can do lend us your marketing team or your graphic designer, you know, anybody that kind of piece. So we can get that kind of going. Cause right now we just have interns who are making this stuff for us. That's incredible. And so for companies, they would, is the best way to go to your website yeah, definitely go to our website. You can follow us on any of our social media accounts. So it's I Can Help official on Facebook and on Instagram, and it's I Can Help on Twitter. That's fantastic. And yeah. our website is I Can Help Delete Negativity.org. Excellent. Yeah. And we'll make sure in our show notes, if people want to be able to see the exact links that they can click on things. But definitely for you that is listening, I encourage you to follow. So get out on Facebook and look for I can, I can help official and get on Instagram and Twitter. And that's such an easy way to be a part of the movement because a you're seeing, I think too, what wonderful things students are doing. I, I follow it and I'm so impressed. I'm like, Oh, 
can you help me with my social media? I feel like there's so many different things, but the stories are what I find most compelling. And I think that's awesome for parents and teachers, especially to see. But I think it's tremendous when I looked on your site, how many companies have partnered with you. I mean, I know Jean Marie said in the introduction, some of the really big names like Google, Facebook, and Twitter, but there's other companies as well. And that's, that's really impressive that people come out and do that because there is no better cause than reaching the young people. As you said, they're right now. And, and if you're listening to this episode right now and you're thinking of somebody whose child is going through this or, or friend that's going through, through, you know, bullying or negativity on social media, share this podcast so they can hear all of this information. Um, We want this to be able to be a tool to help people and, uh, you know, get more information about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Now we got we have we have kind of a fun question to ask. You. Oh, yeah, we have two, you two fun questions. Hold on Je- to your seat. Jean okay. Marie will do the first okay, fun I'll one. I'll do the first one. If a movie was being made of your life, what actress would you have playing you? If it were a lifetime movie, <laughs> and why? Uh, oh. I, I don't know. I always get compared to Sandra Bullock. I feel like they always always tell me I, I look totally just like her. I totally can see that. Yeah. And I definitely Fantastic. think she could. Yeah, I think she could totally pull off like the, my big character traits are definitely just being inspiring and passionate, but then knowing when to be reserved and like, just listen. Uh, that's kind of the big things that I'm kind of known for is like push, 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 but then also know when to kind of pull back and put the spotlight on other people. And that dance. That <laughs> bliss factor. That's, not too salty, not too sweet, not too pushy, not too weak. Perfect. Yeah. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Oh. Yep. That is on point. Doppelganger. Is that how you say Do- it? Doppelganger? That too. <laughs> or that. <laughs> okay. Okay, your turn, Dad. I have one. And it's what is one thing that's on your bucket list? <sighs> Definitely being on Ellen, uh, but it's not me personally. I actually wanted to be a student to be able to go on and talk about, I can help in digital for good and like having it be one of our digital for good winners that goes on Ellen and gets to sh- kind of share that it's been our goal since it started in 2013 and hasn't happened yet, but okay, that's we're going to partner in that dream with you. Yeah. That's yes. right. That's yes. right. Because, and you know, I love that you said that because one of the reasons why I love Ellen as well, she's just awesome as a person, but her platform is because she takes everyday stories and shares them in a way that really touches people's heart because that's, it's real. It's not about everything that's happening in the celebrity kingdom. It's what impact is happening in schools across America and even the world because she has that much of a platform. So I think that's really amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's what I watch it four in the morning when I can't sleep and I'm crying <laughs> and I'm her, video, her videos, <laughs> Ellen TV and everything oh, else. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming and sitting here and talking to us today. Um, like I said earlier, please share this episode with anybody, share the information. Can you say again how they can contact you just on a final note? Yeah, so our website is I can help delete negativity.org or on Twitter it's I can help and Facebook and Instagram it's I can help official. 
awesome. Well, with that, please subscribe if you haven't already to our podcast, Bliss Beyond Fear, and rate us and give us a review, especially if you like this episode. Uh, you can write a review on Apple Podcasts. You can rate us. Uh, you can listen to us, Stitcher, Spotify. We love your feedback. You can reach out to us, blissfulfortitude at gmail.com. How else can they reach us, Jean Marie? At our website at blissfulfortitude.com. And Instagram, Blissful Fortitude. And our phone number, if you have a question or you want to suggest somebody for an interview, which would be 1 833 My Bliss. Yep. Which is 1 Amazing. Until next time, may your faith be greater than your fears. And remember that you are your only limit, so take action today. Thanks for listening to the Bliss Beyond Beyond Fear Fear podcast. podcast.